let me fix my speaker. You hear me? I can, but it's not like super loud. This okay. is. Okay, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, perfect. You can hear me clearly. Yep, everything's okay. Okay. All right. I guess let's let's start then. Okay. Uh, so hello guys. Uh, this is Saranya. Do Do you wanna? Should I introduce you, or you wanna do it yourself? You can introduce me. I'm curious what you'll say. Okay. Why Why is everybody curious what I'm gonna say? Uh, okay, guys. This is Saranya. She is a grad. Wait, you graduated in biotech, right? Yeah, biotech. Okay, biotech. And now you're working where? I'm working at this place called International Health Policy Program. It's a research place in the Ministry of Public Health. Ah, okay. So what is the kind of stuff do you do? So basically, the, the place I work is a health systems and policy research. So what they do is they collect evidence for passing public health policies. So I work as a as a research assistant there. Um, okay. For example, like with COVID right now, mm. we we try to like uh, collect evidence on what policies would help with the situation, like the home isolation system right now, for example. Okay, that's cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, before we go on, how are you doing? How how have you been though with the whole COVID thing? Uh, how how's your how's your day? I mean, it's. A lot of just sitting in my room and working. Mm -hmm. So that part's not been fun. Mm -hmm. Like in my day-to-day -day life, I love going out and meeting my friends and like not being at home all the time. So mm -hmm. it's been hard to adjust in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, I'm okay. Like just trying to, you know, focus on getting work done and trying to like fit in hobbies during the day to keep my mood up mm -hmm. that's cool that's cool aren't you gonna ask me ask you how you've how, been doing how's my day yeah how, how i've been doing yeah tell me how your day has been the only reason i asked you because i want to tell i want to tell what, what i've been up to lately i don't think you needed me to ask well i I'm, i just don't want to jump in with no context though okay so, fine I'll, uh, I'll pretend like i'm okay okay so how was okay. your day how was my Ask me how was my week. How was your week? It's it's not the best though to be honest because uh, I've been I I just joined a new company. Uh, I took a break for four months because uh the last place that I worked out worked at was uh, super toxic. I didn't like my manager, and then I decided you know what uh it's not worth my health to stay on a job where. I'm not get I'm not getting proper sleep. I'm always fighting with him. So I just decided like enough is enough and like I, I quit. And during the four the four months that I was off, I was doing a lot of stuff learning. Uh, so like you know I'm a computer engineering, right? So there was stuff that I've always wanted to I've always wanted to study, but like being stuck in a job nine to five cycle, it's really hard to do the things you want to do. Cause they are just stuck at work, and then I, the last thing I want to do is come back and sit in front of the computer. So I've been doing that, and and life's been super, 
super cool. And, and until I, I joined uh, this company that I did uh, last week, and it looks like it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> like, do you, do you miss the past four months already? I miss it like crazy. I, like, I don't know if it was, it was, it was the right thing to, to take those four months off. Because, like, now I just don't feel like going back to work. Yeah. But but I mean, if you're in a workplace that's super toxic and it's and you know it's been bad for you both mentally and physically, then you have to remove yourself from that place, right? So like it's not like you spent the four months not doing anything. You were learning new skills and like challenging yourself in different ways. So yeah, I think so, like it just yeah. takes time to adjust back into like the working life. Mm-hmm. The thing is, like, the life was so good. Like, it was ideal for me. And now for me to go from that, because I was getting paid on the side, too. I was doing part-time jobs. And, like, life just seemed perfect. Like, my work-life balance was super good. I was, like, sleeping well. Like, my mental health was super good. And now, I mean, it's been a week, but, like, it's not been terrible, to be honest. But I feel like I'm really going to miss it. Like, it's not going to be the same. So, so, like, what, what made you decide to get back into work then, if you were already, like, happy with your life before? I don't know. I think about savings. Like, I was making money, but, like, not enough to, enough to save. I was making to a point where, where I, I, was, I was paying all my bills, but not enough to save. And I think is that, I think that, the thing is, with being brought up in a brown family, you get, you encourage to have uh, savings when you work. So mm-hmm. I, that is what stuck with me subconsciously. And it's what I think about time to time. And that's what I actually decided, you know, it's time for me to get a full-time job because I need some savings. Yeah. So it basically yeah. comes down to like your priorities in life, right? Yeah, but I'm in a situation where I'm like, should I prioritize my health, my well-being, or jeopardize it a bit just to make more money? (laughs) I think that's the question that most of us are struggling with on an everyday basis. Mm -hmm. Because, like, for for me personally, right, Mm -hmm. I just faced a similar dilemma. You know, like, I had to decide about going for my PhD abroad or or prioritizing my mental health. It was one of the hardest decisions I ever made. Mm-hmm. And, like, of course, there's days where I wonder if it was the right decision not to go. Mm-hmm. But, but, like, because my mental health is improving because of that, like, I just tell myself, you know, like, it's okay. And, like, there's always time to do things later on. It doesn't have to be right now. Yeah, that's true, though. That's true. Like, for me, it's still very new, but, like, I, I'm, still, I'm still doing that side gig that I told you about. Mm-hmm. So, if it's really bad, I might just quit at the end of the day. Because me being in that position where my mental uh, well-being is super good, I'm sleeping well, like, I'm super happy all the time. Like, I'm not sure if that's worth uh with the money that I'm getting. So, yeah. it's still, for me, it's, it's uh, one week in. Mm-hmm. So, 
we know how it's gonna turn out. And the thing is, the thing is, they're gonna they're gonna replace me uh, with a person who's leaving. And he said the reason he's leaving is because work load is too much. <laughs> That's like the worst thing to hear yeah, for you when you first start. He told, me, he told me that on my third day. Like that's not the most welcoming thing you could tell a person. Yeah. When he's he's joining the first week, so. But, but I think what you said is really important. Like if yeah. it doesn't work out, you just quit. And I think like for a lot of people, that yeah. seems like like everyone knows logically, right? Like you can always quit a job or leave whenever you want. Yeah. But like doing it is actually a lot harder. And I think like we need to remind ourselves that it's okay to to just sometimes quit things or leave things mm-hmm. without having to worry about, you know, what people will think or the expectations that's placed on us by other people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not just that. Like I I totally agree with you. Like I totally agree with you. But you know, with social media and everything these days, like where you know, there's like these motivational speakers, you know, promoting hard work. You know, like like I was listening to this guy the other day. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna sleep when I die. Like 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 me being old enough, like being wise enough. I know that's not the right attitude, and it. It does not work for everybody, but you know, like for kids growing up, like I used to listen to them. I used to listen to motivational speaker growing up, and I would follow. I I would actually start working like super hard. I would I would work day and night, study day and night. Then that would actually impact me negatively. Like I wasn't getting enough sleep. I wasn't happy. But yeah. You, you, you see what I'm going with this? Like there's issues out there. Yeah, of course. There's so much pressure out there from like so many different sources. Like even social media, you see other people doing things. You feel bad about yourself for not doing as much or not being as productive as them. Or even with like, like even in your own friend circle, sometimes you can't help but compare yourself to people. So I feel like there's different kinds of pressures from everywhere. But like it's it's important to like have perspective about what's important to you and what you want in life. Mm-hmm. and make decisions based on that as much as possible yeah that's true though i agree with you yeah let's see how it turns out though i'm just a uh, weekend probably yeah, I too hope. Soon. it's probably i too hope soon. that's better for you yeah it's, it's just too soon to say anything right now i gotta see a few more weeks before i decide mm-hmm. yeah. the thing is they gave me a budget for 10k like for home office and i've i've I spent every single dime of that 10k budget. Yeah, so I'm you not got it. Even a month would they be like, like "Hey, what?" <laughs> don't even feel bad about it, cause like these big corporations, they're sucking our soul. Yeah. So in return, just suck out all their money. <laughs> it's only yeah, fair. but at the end of the day, if they they're like, "Hey, you know what? You gotta pay us back." I don't, I don't really have a choice. I really I, doubt that they'll do that. Like 10k and, is probably nothing for them. Yeah, true that billion dollar company. So let's see. Straight up. Yeah. So what's up? What 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 else? What what are you what are you up to these days apart from working? Are you doing anything else? Apart from working, um yeah. I got into a few hobbies. Like mm-hmm. I ordered this um painting set. So I spend like an hour or two every day just painting. Like a friend of mine recommended it. 
and it it's quite it's quite a nice like calming thing to do when you're stuck mm. in the same environment every day to like just let your creative juices flow. Maybe um, you want to name them so you know if people want what? to go get it. Do you maybe you want to share the the brand or the? I like, I found it like on Shopee. Oh, on Shopee. Okay. Yeah. I think it's oh. like, and you can just search up like paint by numbers, and then there should uh-huh. be a lot of products. Okay, that's cool. Like, yeah, I also picked up. I like got a ukulele. Uh huh. Which I haven't played in a few days, but <laughs> <laughs> but it was really nice to get it because like it's nice to get back in touch with music. I uh-huh. feel like music is one of those things where no matter how bad you're feeling, if you uh-huh. just listen to the right music. Like, yeah. you don't feel so so lonely or alone. So, like, mm-hmm. it was nice to get the ukulele because, one, it's it, like, helps me learn a new skill. I get to practice playing it. Yeah. And it gives me something to do. And also just, like, playing music is nice, you know. What, what chords can you play now? Don't put me on the spot like that. Okay. I can uh, play C, F, uh, A minor, G, and D. I, yeah, I, I mean, I've 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 learned some guitar back in the days, and I think with those four chords, you can actually yeah, especially yeah, you can play some songs, though. No? Yeah, especially with the ukulele, like learning like three or four chords, you can play a lot of songs. Like you just have to learn different strumming patterns. Okay, that's cool. Sounds like fun, though. I need to get back yeah. to guitar. It's been a while for me. But Why'd I you doubt stop? the the work. The work. Yeah. It's, this consumes all. Okay, so let's see though. Maybe down the line when I'm more, I get I get more used to the job. Then yeah, maybe I'll have more time and. Uh, For sure, I think it's super important to like not let work take over life. Mhm. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I, I, if it if it gets too toxic, I, I'll probably quit though. So. <laughs> Yeah, I hope I, I, none I, of your I hope none of your coworkers ever hear this. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the good point about this uh, clubhouse is that I'm not popular, so I doubt anyone's gonna, gonna hear it. So that's, that's good. About it. You can talk shit. Yeah, yeah, I was so careful not to talk shit about my job as well. Uh-huh. Oh, because you're popular. Was... Or why? No, because my coworker <laughs> follows me on clubhouse. Oh, okay, that's the worst thing you could do, though. How can you lie to them about sick leave if you're following them or they're following you on on, on instagram they they don't person. follow they don't follow me on instagram but they have me on clubhouse because of my phone number oh okay 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 that yeah then you better be saved though yeah i refuse to have co-workers on instagram oh, okay i mean that's a good practice though <laughs> yeah um yeah i mean i've 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 wanted a person uh in a person with a science degree to to join uh, join this house uh, because I've I've been having some questions though because I mean I did some science in school but mm-hmm. I probably forgot most of them and with the whole COVID situation going right now you know maybe you know you could help uh, answer some of the questions I have yeah sure I'll try my best fine uh, yeah so like so. Uh, my my first question is right. Like, what kind of uh, organism is is 
harmful to people? Am I phrasing the question correctly? Um. Yeah, you you are phrasing it correctly, but this is kind of a vague question. So, like, generally, organisms that exist in nature range mm -hmm. from like bacteria that are super tiny that like you can't see, right? Mm -hmm. To like large organisms like human beings or plants. So, mm -hmm. like, if you're asking about organisms that are dangerous to us then it can be like anything from a poisonous plant to a predator but specifically okay. if we're talking about like small microorganisms like organisms you can't see with your naked eye uh -huh. then there will be stuff like bacteria virus fungi what are these the only three or are there more like there's there's more specific ones but these are the general are the most common um, ones. Yeah, the common ones that, that are harmful, right? Like that we talk about. But one important thing is like viruses is debatable on whether we even count it as an organism. Oh, why is that? So like with viruses, there's a huge debate on whether viruses are considered alive because mm -hmm. it all comes down to how you define life as a whole. So with viruses, even though they like can infect us, they infect mm -hmm. our cells and everything, they can't replicate or have any like activity unless they infect a host, right? Like if you just leave <clears throat> viruses without a host for it to infect, they mm -hmm. they either die or like they're pretty much like no activity whatsoever. So in 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 the sense that it has to rely on a host to replicate to do anything, the question becomes like, is that considered something that's alive? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it, so like, it, really, it really comes down to the definition of life, right? Like, uh, yeah. be able to reproduce. It, it gets, that, it that gets pretty philosophical on how you define life. No, when it comes to science, though, like, I, I, are there certain uh, points, like, certain things that, you know, yeah, there's, category, certain features? There's some, or, yeah, there's some basic things that, mm. some, that uh, something that's alive should be able to do. For example, it should be able to react to a stimuli, a stimulus. Um, okay. it, should, it should be able to metabolize things. For example, um, it, you consume some 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 sort of food and you convert it to energy right uh -huh. um it needs to be able to reproduce okay so there's certain character uh, like features that uh and uh, entity is supposed to have to be categorized as a as a as living yeah okay 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 that's cool so uh, i'm curious though so you say if a virus is outside a host it 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 acts like a dead organism like a, a dead thing right yeah pretty much because like it can't reproduce it doesn't react to anything okay like, what, about yeah. that what if that dead virus gets into the body would, would it come back to life or that's not how it works see like that's the thing was it even alive or dead to begin with right because it's oh, like okay. asking if you have a dna molecule sitting right mm-hmm and then suddenly you let it interact with other parts of the cell, does mm -hmm. it come to life? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So it, it gets pretty complex on what you define life as. So like with, with a virus, mm-hmm. generally, like my personal opinion is I wouldn't count it as a living thing. Mm-hmm. Because all it does is it's like a bunch of um, proteins and other types of molecules put together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then it just uses a host's machines to replicate nonstop. Like it doesn't do anything else. Okay. Similar to how DNA or RNA works. Uh-huh. But the unique thing about viruses is that they evolve and they change over time, which is what makes them dangerous. Mm-hmm. That is some pretty complicated stuff. Yeah. I mean, before we move forward, though, it just it just crossed my mind. Though, did you watch the race last? Uh... <laughs> the F one race. Yeah. Okay, I did. I, I watched I, it. I still can't get my like. I can't still get all the anger though. <laughs> what Bottas did? What about like? I'm not just pissed at Bottas. I'm pissed at Mercedes. Just, just look. They have an agenda. I think you're gonna piss off some Mercedes fans. Who are like, don't you think so? Yeah, of course. I fucking but hate Mercedes. A week ago. Hits Verstappen, he's out. Yeah. And this week, Botas crashes into two Red Bulls. And the the thing that pisses me off is like he only gets a five grid penalty. And you know what's even what's even crazier? I didn't know this rule existed. Like for the listeners out there, I I've just started watching uh F one maybe a, a year back during the pandemic, and the reason I got into it is because of. So yeah, she got me into it. She's like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, for people who want to start uh, start out watching it, maybe start with watching uh, Drive to Survive on, on, on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's super cool, super fun. Makes the race a lot more fun. Cause I was skeptical about it before I started watching it. Cause I'm like, why the hell should I spend an hour or two just watching watching people drive a car that 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 does hardly overtake. You know, like that was in my head. But after watching the series, you know, uh, looking at the drama between different teams, it got a lot more interesting. And yeah. and this year, the cars are a lot more competitive compared to a few pre a uh, few years ago. I mean, so it also I- helps that a lot of the drivers are good looking. <laughs> yeah, for the girls out there who, you know, maybe want some other uh motivation to watch the sports. I guess <laughs> that that makes sense. Yeah, I was so, and you know what? Like I was saying, so Botas gets a five, five grade penalty, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what? What's crazier? So he hits Perez, right? Apparently, Perez's car, uh, power unit is fucked. Like it's, it's, it, it. Apparently, it's not working, right? So what they have to do is the the mechanics have to replace replace the power unit. Yeah. And for that, you get five a five grade penalty. Yeah, <laughs> every time you change the power unit. Isn't that crazy, though? Because it's not even his fault in the first place because Botas is the one who hit him. Like, he yeah. was, driving, you know, was looking forward to a proper race and this Botas comes out of nowhere, just hits him on the side and takes out yeah. two, takes out a, a Ferrari, I think, a Ferrari and, and hits another two Red, a Red Bull. Right? Yeah. Don't, don't yeah. you think the rule is a bit 
I think there's a lot of rules in F1 that don't make sense to me. Right? Like, it's not even Perez's fault. Like, you're the one who hit him. Why is he getting five great penalty? Yeah, like, okay, let me give you an example of that Hamilton crashing into Verstappen or whatever that you want to call it, right? A racing incident or whoever's fault that was. Yeah. The fact that Hamilton got a 10-second penalty... It was 10 seconds, right? The fact that Hamilton got a 10-second penalty means that they think it was his fault, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't get any penalty at all. Yeah. So if you're already accepting that Hamilton did something wrong, Mm -hmm. why only give him a 10-second penalty when it's, like, not even going to affect him at all? Like, what was the point of that? That was a week before, right? Oh, wait, maybe two weeks. Yeah, I I was... Checking Twitter, it went mad. Like people are like, "Why is he getting only ten seconds penalty?" Because like, without like, Red either, Bull, either give him a proper penalty or no penalty. What is this like ten second penalty? Yeah, and like without Red Bull in the picture, ten seconds penalty means nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, took out, he he took out Verstappen in the first lap, I think. Mm. And last weekend, Bottas did the did the, the the same thing. He took out Paris and and. Uh, First lap, I think, and he he he, he damaged uh, Verstappen's car pretty badly. Yeah, I like, mean, I, <laughs> it's how he gets his seat for next year in Mercedes. Not, no way, I, <laughs> like, dude. If he gets he if he gets a seat next year, it'll be the biggest scam of the entire history in F1. I'm not even kidding. I mean, like, there. No I way. I think he'll still get the seat next year. No, no way. There's no way he's gonna get it. With with drivers like Russell in Ovilia, like that's probably one of the most unfair things I've seen in my life. Like he shouldn't be driving a William with 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 a, a driver of his caliber should not be driving a William. He should be in a super car. Like you saw last season, right? Where when when uh, Lewis had COVID and mm-hmm. and Mercedes called up uh, Russell from Williams to drive for him. Yeah. And he was performing so, like he was driving so well, right? He, yeah. he almost he almost podiumed, but like again sad, the most yeah Mercedes fucked fucked up again. But you see, like you notice that with Mercedes, they never fuck yeah. up Hamilton's pit stops, yeah. but they all fuck up Bottas and Russell's pit stops. Never, never. It just seems like there's some kind of agenda going on in the room. It sounds like we're hating on Hamilton a lot, but I feel like I'm okay, like. It's just so clear, though. No, I know, but, like, he's a great driver, right? Like, he's all credit to him. He's a good guy. Like, he's amazing. But I feel like he's also really lucky. I guess it's a thing with sports, though. People want to see, like, an undefeated... Like, he's not undefeated, but, like, a, a guy who's, that, who's been having such a good run for the past few years. Yeah, you always <laughs> want to root for the underdog. Yeah, I think that yeah, the thing about sports is unpredictability, right? But if Lewis is winning every season, like who's gonna who's gonna watch, right? Like the thing, the great thing about sports is unpredictability. But if the same guy is winning every season, right? And like yeah. having Bukata as his partner is not helping at all because he's not challenging Hamilton at all. Mm-hmm. Kind of same car, I think he should be doing a lot better. And if yeah. he still gets the season next season. After crashing last weekend, provided that Mercedes didn't ask him to hit <laughs> Red Bull, mm-hmm. I don't think he he'll be having a seed next. Like next I'm, season. I'm not sure if I remember correctly, but I think I saw Toto's interview where he said this yeah. crash won't affect his chances at a seat next year. Oh, you, you think so? I, I, 
he had an incident with uh, Russell too, but I think I, that was that was uh, Russell's fault. But like from what I've seen, he's he's had a lot of D and F, and also he's not performing that well though. Like I mm-hmm. think at one point Norris was ahead of him in the championship ranking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if Mac Mac Mac. McLaren is challenging you, like I don't know what what Mercedes is doing. But supposedly, like Mercedes and Red Bull is supposed to be like way ahead of, not way ahead, a lot, a lot, a lot more far ahead of other other teams. Yeah. So being Norris challenging him is like just looks bad on him though. Mm-hmm. Like, and also another thing though, like I haven't been like, like I was the happiest guy when Perez joined Red Bull. But lately, his performance is not is not as good as I thought it was going to be. Though, do you feel the same? I. You're supposed to feel the same because you love Alex Albin. Look, like I love Alex because, like, he's half Thai and he's cute. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the thing with Perez is right. I feel like anyone who is second driver in a Red Bull car, yeah, always underperforms compared to Max. I feel yeah. like generally, like Paris is doing fine, but because you can't help but compare him to the his teammate, which is Max, then like everyone's gonna look like they're underperforming. But in that case, what do you think they should do? Should they replace him or like? Who who would him? they replace him with? I mean, as long as if you keep, I don't know. I feel like if you don't make a change, the same thing's gonna happen, right? I think like a driver should get a season. At least a season, and then if it's still not performing, they should try something else, right? Like if yeah. you can do the same thing, the result is most likely to be the same. Like I, look at how Mercedes stuck with Bottas all this year. Like he's I never challenged. I think the relationship between the driver and the car engineers is super important. Uh-huh. And obviously, like I'm not very very knowledgeable about F1, uh-huh. but like from my understanding, right, like. The Red Bull car engineers will will cater to Max more than the second driver, because like a lot of the times you hear things like Max is the only one who can drive a Red Bull car. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's important for Red Bull to make sure like whoever their second driver is is able to have a good relationship with the engineers as well, to make sure like whatever changes need to be made to help optimize their performance is done mm-hmm. like in a way that benefits them. Mm. Yeah, I guess so, but it's it's just heartbreaking to see Max behind uh is behind Hamilton right now. Yeah, by a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think what eighteen points or what? eleven points. I'm not sure. But I can't remember. I think if they keep you know one and two, one and two like this, like it's hard for him to chase up because I thought for a change this year we're gonna see something because in the beginning of the season like Red Bull looked a lot more dangerous they look a lot more faster but yeah. like as the race as the season is progressing it's become a it's becoming a lot tighter and also now Lewis is actually leading yeah and, and it just seems like Red uh, Max cannot afford to have another DNF I mean it'll help Max if Lewis gets a DNF at some point yeah, you know maybe <laughs> It's it's a talk Red Bull need need to have with Paris, you know. Maybe take maybe take one for the team and take Louis out. <laughs> it's a good yeah. Right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, I, I think that was light. Let's jump back to the virus topic, though. I'm still, okay. I still have a lot of questions. I, I just okay. needed to process the information. Sorry, uh, it was complicated. What? It was a lot of complicated information. Oh, yeah, it's okay. I, I mean, I, I think I, I got most of it. Okay. Um, so, like, okay. So, when a bacteria or a virus gets into the body, does it affect the, the protective system, the immune system? Does, does it attack the, the immune system the same way? Between I mean, a bacteria and a virus? Yeah, do, do, they, do they attack the, the immune system the same way? Or? Okay, so like first thing is that we need to understand that in our body, right, there's already yeah. bacteria and some viruses, like uh-huh. naturally. Even viruses? I knew there were bacteria, even viruses? Even virus, but not as much as bacteria. Okay. So like in our bodies, since we already have bacteria and virus, um, mm. w- when it comes to the immune system attacking uh, a bacteria or virus, right, it has uh-huh. to be a bacteria or virus that the body doesn't recognize normally. Mm-hmm. And sees as a threat. Mm-hmm. So, the main I'm difference. So, sorry to cut. Off. Sorry to cut you off. Though. So, uh, so my first question is: Do they attack the same way, or or, or is it it's yeah, not that simple? I was getting to that. So. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry to cut you the, off. Yeah. The bacteria and virus are like very different. Because mm-hmm. with a bacteria, it's an actual organism, right? Like it's. Mm-hmm. It's a complete organism, but with a virus, it's pretty much like a protein box. Okay. 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 Now, with bacteria, the Mm. way that it infects us is like, it doesn't try to um, take over our cells. But with Mm. a virus, when it infects us, it it needs to enter our cell. Wait, can you repeat that again? I missed it. So, a a bacteria doesn't need to enter us. But a yeah. virus there, there are some bacteria that can, yeah. but generally, like when you talk about bacterial infection, right? Mm-hmm. They're not like trying to enter our cells. Okay. But with a virus, it enters our cells. It needs to enter a cell. Okay. So the way that our immune system responds is very different. Okay. Can can we start with bacteria? Like, how does it attack the protective system, the immune system? And how does our body try to fight it? Maybe we can start with bacteria first before we get into viruses. So, like, there's a lot of different kinds of bacteria. Like, it's one of the most diverse, or if not the most diverse organism on Earth, right? Yeah. Like, the way that a bacteria is infect- uh, pathogenic, like, pathogenic in the sense that it can cause disease. Mm-hmm. Is very different based on the type of bacteria. Like for some bacteria, they'll release toxic chemicals okay. into our system. Okay. And like generally, like the bacteria is not trying to attack our immune system. Our immune system is trying to attack the bacteria. So oh, wait, 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 I got lost. So the bacteria. So the bacteria is not like trying to attack our immune system. Uh huh. It might be trying to attack other organs like your lungs, for example. Uh-huh. 
So our immune system responds by attacking the bacteria. Okay. And, and that causes us to fall sick? Or... Yeah. So like your sickness is caused by one, uh, reacting to the bacteria, um, whatever like chemicals they release or how they're affecting your body. And two is your immune system responding to the bacteria can make you sick. Like Wait, the, so feel me... the feeling yeah. of being sick, right? Like, for example, getting a fever mm -hmm. is basically your immune system going into hyperdrive to attack the bacteria or virus. Okay. So let me just get this right, right? So the bacteria gets into the body. It's not necessarily... Like like you said, different bacteria attacks different way, but let's just talk of one instance, right? So bacteria gets into the body. It tries to attack, it, it doesn't, it tries to attack uh, different organs, but it does not attack the immune system, right? Like there may be bacteria that directly attack immune systems, right? But generally we don't say that the bacteria attacks the immune system. Okay. okay. Yeah. So it's trying to, trying to uh, attack the, the body it's trying to attack the organ and then the the immune system detects detects it right mm -hmm. how does it detect it so yeah so the bacteria will have things like its own dna or genetic material okay um or proteins which okay. is recognized by our immune cells okay Okay. So once so, our immune cells detect it, then it basically collects at the site where it was detected and then starts uh, attacking. So like so once the immune system detected, it sends out can I say like soldiers to fight to fight him? To fight that's one of the things it does, yeah. Yeah, so to fight him, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. And this is done by increasing the body's temperature, is it? Or is that why you, um, you get feverish? Or it's because so the, fever, the fever is a reaction that occurs because um, there's these like chemical signals in our body, right? Mm -hmm. That I won't like go into the super okay. scientific details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's these chemical signals in our body mm -hmm. that help the cells in our body like travel to the site of infection. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So the fever kind of helps. It's like a byproduct of that system because okay. these chemical signals, it, it works with an increased temperature. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, okay, okay. I get where you're going with this okay and okay i think i i kind of get how bacteria work can we maybe jump into virus yeah so with viruses the difference between a virus and a bacteria is as i said earlier like viruses need to infect a host cell right mm -hmm. so because they need to enter a cell like their structure is quite like extremely different from a bacteria they have okay. to have the structure that allows them to enter a host cell. Okay. So the thing is, when it comes to a virus, mm -hmm. it's, the immune system will react in a similar way where it will recognize the genetic material or 
the proteins of viruses and start attacking. Mm. But the difference is viruses enter into our cells. Into our cells, okay. Into our cells, right? So Uh the way that the immune system will find the virus is Mm. not going to be the same way it finds bacteria. Finds or fights? Fights. Find, Find. So like, for example, this virus, like if it enters your cell undetected mm. by the immune system, it can stay there for a really long time and your body will never oh, know. So it can actually go undetect- undetected, right? Yeah, so like that's what happens with HIV, for example. Oh, okay. Like with HIV, you can have HIV, um, the virus in your body for a super long time and no immune reaction. You don't get sick mm. and your, you don't even know you have it until the HIV suddenly something triggers it to start reproducing and that's when your cells start to die and that's when you start having symptoms and that's how you know you're sick yeah I think I read it somewhere they say it could take up 10 years before yeah. you start having symptoms, which is crazy yeah right so yeah. like that's okay. the key difference uh-huh. between virus and bacteria but the way that your body reacts is generally similar you know like once it detects okay. it it'll send soldiers like you said and like chemical signals to the site of infection try to kill it okay but it seems like the viruses are are smarter right they yeah viruses have more yeah sorry yeah like they have more tricky survival mechanisms Mm -hmm. they sound like spy to me Right? Like in real life, that's what a spy would be, right? Yeah. Like they would just go into a cell, be a part of it without even you you being able to tell that it's it's not part of the body. Yeah, and then it'll one day just hijack and take over everything in your cell to make more virus. That's so crazy. Yeah, straight through. So like with bacteria, right? If you if you have if the bacteria is infected your body, right? What kinds of meds do you have to, to cure it? Yeah, so with bacteria, you take antibiotics. Right? Yeah. Is, is that the only drug you can take, though? Is there any other kind of drug? I mean, to really, to, like, fight the bacteria directly, you take antibiotics. Yeah. But if you want to take drugs that just help alleviate, like, the symptoms, like your fever and stuff, mm-hmm. then, like, you can take other drugs, but that's not the, the drugs that will kill the bacteria. Yeah, it brings me uh, to one of the most, like, I think the thing I'm most curious about is why is it easier to come up with a a drug uh, to to cure a bacterial disease uh, rather than a viral disease? Why does it take a year or maybe more to come up with a, a cure for virus? Actually, like, more than a year, because viruses, we don't really even have proper antivirals that can work on many viruses. So with bacteria, right, Um, because they're living organisms that share similarities, Yeah. It like, no matter how different your, the bacteria are, mm-hmm. there's going to be certain similarities, like properties of bacteria that you can attack. For example, yeah. for bacteria, right? They're like yeah. single cell, Shippa. Mm. So it means they either have a cell wall or cell membrane. Mm-hmm. And there's generally two types of 
bacteria that have two different types of cell membranes or cell walls, cell membranes. And like, since bacteria can generally be categorized into these two groups, Sorry, you can you, what, what, what's the cell membrane though it's the it's the wall right is it a wall like it's basically the boundaries of the cell okay okay All right. yeah that keeps okay. everything inside or allows things to be enter and leave yeah okay. like the border so okay. so if the bacteria can generally be grouped into two types based on their cell membrane mm-hmm. then you can have a you can have drugs that target the cell membrane and it'll work on many different types of bacteria. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Because like the prop- the properties overlap and like are similar. Mm-hmm. But okay. with viruses, mm-hmm. viruses like um, are so unique and they evolve and mutate so quickly mm-hmm. that you it's hard to come up with a drug that works on many different kinds of viruses. So it, it adapts a lot more quicker than... Yeah, it evolves right? extremely quickly. So it, 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 it's basically smarter or more... How do I say? I mean, That's, you don't want to call it smart because it's not actually doing anything, right? It's just happening <laughs> by itself. Like, uh, it because... Be, it did choose to be so efficient. <laughs> yeah. So with viruses, like... They every time it infects a cell, yeah, it creates like millions and millions of viruses in one cell, for example. Okay. So the chance of the virus mutating is a lot higher than a bacteria mutating because a bacteria will not reproduce that fast. And mutations okay. happen when there's reproduction. Okay, okay. So because viruses have such a quick reproductive cycle, like they reproduce so quick and they get so many mutations. Every time you develop a drug against one virus, you don't know whether it'll work against the next, like if it mutates a lot, it won't work against it anymore. Like we see that with COVID, you hear all these strains like alpha, beta, delta strain. Yeah. It's because the virus is mutating quick and changing to a point where like, even within the same, like, coronavirus right yeah it's already so many different types of viruses okay so if i'm if i were to get this right so basically it's easy to target a bacteria because when a bacteria it's gonna look exactly the same um like the better way to say it is bacterias don't uh mutate as quick like they don't change as quickly and even bacteria of different species will have enough similarities that allow you to target it, the bacteria. Okay. 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 So they don't change as much. They don't mutate as much. Yeah, like there's common factors between bacteria that, that work. And the drugs that we eat, the antibiotic, can tar- target those those similarities. Yeah, yeah those similarities between different bacteria. Yep. To eliminate it yeah viruses it just changes and different viruses they don't have this common similarity so you cannot come up with this one drug to just cure yeah. all of them it's, it's hard okay okay that is interesting that is super interesting um 
Okay. So the other question that I had is, so, you know, like with vaccines, like this, before I get into a different type of vaccine, let's, let's just say what does the, let's, maybe you can explain us what does a vaccine do? Okay. Before we do, we get into vaccine. So does it work the same way that like, uh, 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 what's the drug for bacteria? Antibiotics. Antibiotics. Does it, does it work in a, does it have a similar mechanism? No, uh, not at all. Yeah. So, 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 so from what I understand is antibiotic attacks, uh, the bacteria, right? What does the vaccine do, though? Okay, so generally what a vaccine is, yeah. is it will mimic or like be like a mock infection that allows our immune system to learn um, how to respond when the actual infection happens. Okay. So this can happen in many ways. In a vaccine, you yeah. can use a dead version of an organism, like a dead virus. Be before you get into different type of uh, vaccines, maybe uh, let me, uh, I'm just trying to clear up, right? Yeah. So what you're saying is like with antibiotic, sorry, is what you're doing is you're eating a, a, a medicine that helps fight the bacteria directly, right? Yeah, That's so right. like, yeah, so with drugs, they're basically chemicals. They're chemical okay. compounds that uh -huh. interferes directly with the bacteria's life cycle. Okay, but for virus, what, it, what vaccine is that? What vaccine does is basically, you know, you inject it to your body. It tells the body, hey, this is what a worst version of the virus it might look like. So study it, study your enemy. And then when the real enemy comes, you're better, you're more prepared to cope with it. Yeah, pretty much. Is, is it some, uh, am I getting the analogy right? Yeah, basically. Okay, okay. That is super interesting. Okay, and yeah, maybe you can get on to different types of vaccines. Yeah, so with vaccines, there's a lot of different types. The most basic is you use a dead version of the virus or bacteria. Uh-huh. Because you know that that will definitely not cause any symptoms, right? No, like no disease for sure. Mm -hmm. Because it's the dead version. Like you might have some reaction to the vaccine because of a fever, because your, your immune system is still responding to something, mm -hmm. right? So you might have some symptoms, but you're definitely not going to get the disease. Because it's right? not strong. No, because like whatever you're injecting into you is literally dead. Okay. Oh, okay. It can't, okay. Like it can't do anything. It's okay. just proteins and DNA that your body can react to. Okay. Yeah. So that's one type of vaccine. Uh -huh. Another type of vaccine, the one that we hear about a lot these days, like Pfizer, Moderna, mRNA vaccines, right? Yeah. That's like a fancy vaccine. So instead of using like a dead version of the virus, mm -hmm it will just inject the genetic material of the virus. So, you know, I explained earlier about how viruses need to infect human cells yeah. in order to replicate in our yeah. body. Uh -huh. So in this way, the, the thing that allows the virus to reproduce is the DNA or RNA that it has, right? Mm -hmm. 
So what a mRNA vaccine does is forget the virus. We only need the genetic material. We only need the mRNA yeah. of part of the virus to make uh -huh. like parts of the virus inside yeah. our own cells. Okay. And once the, our bodies are able to make parts of the virus in their own cells and yeah. release it, then our immune yeah. systems can attack it. Uh, it's, that's a bit confusing though. So, so we're not putting the whole virus. With M mRNA, we're not put, putting the whole virus. We're putting a part of its genes. Well, not genes. Yeah, genes, genes. We're basically it's putting its genes. A part, a part of its gene or the whole gene? Parts of its genes to make like specific proteins into the body. Yeah. And then what does the body do? So it enters the gen the genes will enter our cells, right? Yeah. The, the genetic material enters mm -hmm. our cell. Mm -hmm. And in our cells, uh, we make the protein that that mRNA is for. So, what like, what do you so mean by that? Yeah. So the way that uh, life works is mm -hmm. we have to have things like DNA that carries mm -hmm. the code for proteins. Okay. To grow. So like the DNA will out. have, yeah, it's like you're a coder. You So you probably understand. Like you write the code and then you get a product, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. So in the same way, the DNA has the code to make proteins. Okay. But in order to change to translate the code into protein mm -hmm. you need this thing called mrna okay so you're basically building the virus inside your body with the yeah but you don't the build virus. the whole but you don't build the whole virus you only build parts of it okay, whatever part you, the mrna is coding for and then you learn to fight it and then once your cells make it it releases yeah. it outside the cell uh-huh and your immune system will recognize it and fight it. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, that's cool. I, I, I kind of get what you mean now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I think we're kind of running out of time. I have a lot more questions, but perhaps we can we can leave it for some other time. Sure. Uh, I mean, we, we, we get, now we're in the part of the the show i guess where we have uh viewers to ask questions if, if they do so if any of you have a question you know maybe you can raise a hand uh if not i have some questions i can perhaps ask uh, okay we shall ask a question. uh hey hey, hey man hey. hi guys first of all i just want to say you guys did a great job of such a good such a good if anything, yeah, you got to change your things to good advice. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay, that'll be 20 baht, by the way. <laughs> okay. Nah, so I just want to say, like, uh, how you guys started off with the whole mental health thing. I think that's so important. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so right now we've got a lot of, you know, a lot of people facing tough times, like having bad mental health, and then there's COVID, and then there's mental health problems because of COVID, right? Mm-hmm. So I just want to know, like, from your personal experience, what, what are some things that you did, both of you, for that matter, that you did that sort of helped you, you know, helped you ease out of it a, a little bit or, or, you know, something along along those lines? 
Do so that if anyone who's going through a similar situation can just sort of, you know, you know, if they're if they're feeling like they're lost, you know, just get some insight, just somewhere to sort of go. Wait, wait, so you mean in terms of dealing with the whole COVID situation, right? Just staying at home. I just mean in terms of dealing with, uh, like some some techniques to deal with mental health problems. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, you, do you want to go first, or should I go first? You can go first. So the thing with me, right? So. I think it's hard to generalize in a sense that because different people have different problems. The, the root, the root of their the problems is different, right? For me, it's usually stress. It roots from stress, right? So I used to be a person who, who always stuff. You might say a perfectionist, like trying to get everything right, and that would stress the shit out of me. But lately, what I've tried to do is giving a lesser fuck. So like I. I try not to, to, I don't want to say not care too much. I, I don't, I try not to care too much. Like with things that doesn't seem as that important and try to take it lightly, you know, and it's not a one day process. I've been, I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to pick up that habit for a long time now and it's been working for me quite well. Because my, my problem usually root, root from, working in a stressful environment and that's usually because I'm I'm working too hard. I'm I'm just trying to outperform, deliver a new product ASAP and, and that's where my, my problem usually comes from. And what what has greatly helped me is, you know, meditation. Also what's helped me more than meditation is mindfulness. So I try to be more in the present. I've I read a couple of books and for people who listening who don't know about mindfulness, they can get a book about it. I, I read a book called The Power of Now. It's a super good book. And that's a, that help, that has helped me a lot because I tend to stay in present more now. I, I, I try not to be in my brain for so for too long. That that has helped me a long way. But it took me a while to actually uh, get used to mindfulness. Uh, yeah, I'm done. That's, that's yeah, so, my point. Yeah. So to add on to what Vasan said, right, about being mindful, I think one important thing like that helps is, of course, it's to be mindful of your present situation, which is to just take in your surroundings and be present in the moment. But the other key aspect of it is to not run away or to not um, try to push yourself out of your present situation because with mental health right a lot of us when we feel when we feel low when you feel down when we feel overwhelmed with things what we try to do is we try to find an escape right that can come in the form of like binge watching a tv series which is something i've, I've been guilty of myself um like what we do is we try to find ways to escape or to push away all these negative thoughts but I think something about mindfulness is also to just sit with your thoughts and your emotions, right? To like not constantly try to fight them and to just understand why they exist, where are they coming from? So basically it's introspection in, on top of mindfulness. I feel like when you are able to talk to yourself and get a better understanding of why you're feeling things a certain way, then you, you allow yourself to gain a better perspective you can be in a better mindset on how you approach things on a day-to-day -day basis as well. 
Um, and in addition to that, I think one thing that is extremely helpful is reconnecting with things that you know will be like good for you. So for me personally, I place a lot of value in human connections, right? Like with my friends, with my family. So whenever I'm feeling really, really like uh, overwhelmed or low mentally, I try to make sure that I'm always in contact with a friend or a family member who can provide me with that sense of support, um, help me understand that like, you know, I'm not alone and help me fight like whatever thoughts I'm having. So to make sure like you have someone that you can, you know, talk to, have an outlet. And I think that's really important when it comes to mental health. Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, addressing your problems, knowing that you're not alone, I'm pretty sure that helps a lot. Hey, I, I appreciate you guys. Thanks a lot. And stop the hate for Hamilton. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. All right, man. All right. Um, okay. Uh, is there anyone else who wants to ask a question? Uh, if, if not, maybe I can step in. I'll have a question for her. Yeah. Uh, so like you know like I have a lot of friends who who graduated in a in a science degree right. Mm-hmm. Let's just exclude computer science here, right? And it just feels like it's so hard for them to find that related to what they graduated, with, whether it's chemical, chemistry, uh, biology, or physics, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. You know, share share with us some some of the you know a person could get into once they have graduated a degree or a path they could take you know to secure a job in the field they're graduating with. Do you have any points? So, like with the STEM field, like chemistry, biophysics. Yeah. Um, in Thailand, it's it's especially hard unless you're very sure about the specific industry you want to get into, right? Like in Thailand, if you want to get into petrochemical chemistry or cosmetic chemistry, then it's easy because that industry exists and is well established. But the harder things is like if you want to do um, non-industry work, if you want to do proper research in the fields you want to you want to get into, then it's a lot harder to actually like build a career in that sense. Unless you like go to med school or something, because going to med school in Thailand, I, I guess like that's the path that most people who are into bio would take. Um, so generally, I would say like if you're from these chemistry, bio, physics fields, the important thing is you have to know what is what it is about your your career that you actually like. Do you like the working in an industry aspect of it? Do you like the research aspect of it? Sometimes like you can just become a an expert on a topic to become a teacher in that that field, right? So like I think the important thing is like you have to know what part of what part of your field you're interested in. Um so my advice is just like try to try to like have an understanding on what what it is you're actually interested in. Okay, uh, that was helpful. Um, I guess that is about it for now. Uh, thank you very much for you know sparing some time for 
Yeah, uh, thanks for having me on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I hope to have you here soon again because I still have a lot of un unanswered questions. <laughs> yeah, I for sure. All right. Uh, thank you, then. I guess I'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I hope to see you guys next week. Next, next week, too. Bye-bye.